Welcome to Footnote News. This episode is brought to you by Rational Thinking Incorporated, a subsidiary of Living in Reality, LLC, bringing to light things the major media moderators reject. Today on Footnote News. All right, cool. You are totally not muted. Dude. So you can hear me right now. Yes. There's a mute button on this headset that has always worked to mute the thing. And now it's... <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Okay. So you've heard what, we've, what we're going to do, and we're... Hey, 27... Well, we don't need a total left necessarily. We just need somebody who can express the opinions and debate them fairly. Well, it's every time I mention that I go there, people, uh, Democrats say, "Oh, you read that that crap?" Um, Drudge Report. It's that Drudge Report. Yes. Was that an accidental press? Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, "Well, I offended him." Um, <laughs> the uh, you, can, Chris? Yes. No, 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 Chris. You're 100 correct. You can obviously, you can obviously take, you can obviously cut spinning to the point that you have zero spinning. Do you not hearing me? Are you not hearing me? Are you not hearing me? So you've heard what we're going to do. Now let's do it for you, and then we'll try and review it later. Probably do it a fourth or fifth time. Anyway. This is footnote news. Now, it occurs to me that we've never really described the show since the first couple of episodes. So, uh, for any new listeners, we need to go ahead and do that. The idea behind this show is that we have a righty, a lefty, and somebody in the center, uh, preferably along the flow of the average American, but libertarian's good enough for me since I'm the guy who's supposed to be in the middle. Anyway, the point is to have a nice rounded discussion of topics, sometimes political, sometimes science, you know, whatever, just whatever's on on our minds. Um, And uh, this usually leads to kind of a two-on-one type debate, which is probably something most people aren't used to. We've actually run into a couple problems with this ourselves. Um, Let me go ahead and introduce, uh, I'm Chris Meacham. My brother, Terry Meacham, is our lefty. Hello. Um, And normally we'd have Adam Tinnan as our righty, but... uh, Yeah, he hasn't showed up for like the last two... Or was it three episodes? Um, this seems to be three, pretty typical. Maybe, uh, no, maybe two. Yeah, well, it, this seems pretty typical for us at this point. Um, we keep getting Republicans uh, who enjoy debating when they're winning, I guess is the right way to say it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like I said, this is kind of a two-on-one scenario. Occasionally it'll be the, the, the righty in the middle Against yeah, the lefty, and sometimes it'll be the lefty in the middle against the righty. It, it, it's not. Yeah, th- I know, I know. That's what I'm that, saying. That both you guys will team up on me as well. So, just just for the record, I'm still here. I am a I am a champion. I am a surviving champion, I suppose. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a champion, but okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, I think you're both teaming up on me. Anyway. 
Now, I always thought that uh, that uh, James had it handled perfectly. Um, the only thing is he ran out of time to actually do the podcast. He, he got bogged down in, in money-making, of all things, um, <laughs> work, um, okay. and uh, didn't have time. Now, it's been a year, I think, since he got off of it, so it's possible that he's taken care of all those issues because he had, he had uh, a year's worth of training that he had to go through. So it might be worth going back and trying to invite him again. But I still want to give Adam another chance because it's very possible that he doesn't have a texting plan on his cell phone. But I've never, ever heard of that. Um, and as many times as I've emailed him and let him know when we're doing this, I get the feeling he's probably backed out at this point. I will see him next Wednesday, though, so I'll have the opportunity to ask him if he wants to back out. What I hate about this is that these guys don't tell us that they're done. We sit here yeah, waiting week and week and week. They just leave. <laughs> yeah. It's like, please at least have the guts to say, I don't like it anymore. You know? I mean... Guts is the wrong word. The uh, no, it, guts guts is appropriate. I would say balls, but no. <laughs> but see that I'm not trying to be insulting here. I mean, um, be considerate enough to tell us so that we can look for another guy. I mean, otherwise you're just leaving a middle and a lefty, and that means that the righty position isn't being defended at all. Well, and, except for when the middle agrees. Um, and I can that's be conservative just... on some points as well, so I'm not I'm not a true total lefty, but yeah, I'm, I'm mostly anyway. <laughs> well, we don't need a total lefty necessarily. We just need somebody who can express the opinions and debate them fairly. Um, Indeed. So, um, on to news uh, again. We have a new Footnote News Facebook page. You can get to it on our main web page or through our main web page, uh, footnotenews.com. Um, we would absolutely love some likes on this because uh, we uh, can't get a username for the site until we get 20 likes, I believe, is the limit. And once we get a username, it'll be a lot easier to spread uh, uh, the... Um, the page. I, of course, asked my wife to like it, which means there's a total of two people. <clears throat> not in, not to include any of the other uh, what? present uh, people. Not, not, not supposed to do something on Facebook? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I try to stay away from that. I, I, I'm actually pretty damn paranoid, and uh, I try to minimize my Facebook contact as much as possible. <laughs> so I guess you're not even the slightest bit interested in Google Plus then, huh? Well, you know, that's one thing that's interesting, actually, because I've heard that they were supposed to be focused more so on privacy, which would make it more interesting. But I haven't really read up on it because, I, in general, I dislike social media. Well, I can tell you um, from personal experience, because I do have an account. I tried to get one for Footnote News as well, but they ran out before I could get that. Um, they, uh, they have these things called circles, which is... Uh, Kind of like groups in Facebook, except for you can pick which circle you want to receive this post. And I think that's what they meant by focusing on privacy, because otherwise they're basically the same as Facebook. Yeah, and that's actually but, what I would... But, I mean, that's uh, something I've really wanted for a long time. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I do agree with that, and that's that very well could be it, because I believe what I was reading that said that they had an increased focus on privacy was directly talking about the circles. So, 
you very yeah. well, well right now. And at the moment, the only thing that I wish they would add is the ability to have concentric circles, um, or you know, basically have a Venn diagram uh, for your circles. Because uh, I would love to be able to just add like family and friends and have them cross over in certain areas and I have um, think they do you know that. work friends out here next to it. And no, right now it's just each individual circle. Now you can put people in multiple circles, but you can't. Like, have, is, is, you can't just put one person on the board and have the circles overlap around him. You know what I mean? Which I guess that kind of makes... That would be kind of difficult to graphically represent. Because um, what if you have two people yeah, that are in no, no, no. completely different circles, yeah, but yeah. then they line up, yeah. That's the thing, is you wouldn't be able to do it graphically. You'd have to manually do it each circle addition. But once you have it, if they do have a graphical interface, which would be actually kind of nifty... Um, it should show you properly. I don't see why it wouldn't allow you to have a Venn diagram of sorts. Yeah. Well, anyway, sorry. That was way off topic. Um, uh, I'll save that okay. review. That's perfectly within topic. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I know, but, I mean, it wasn't brought up as a topic. This is We're still in site news. Um, <laughs> so um, uh, that next one, the meltdown, I'll just save that for when Adam comes in and we'll make a big deal about it if we end up bringing somebody new in. Um, and the good news about No Agenda, um, I don't remember if I mentioned this one last time, I don't think I did. No Agenda has opened up their stream for uh, News Network members. Um, they wanted to get rid of the music so they wouldn't be sued um, because, you know, they talk about topics that generally bring up paranoia so they're going to be pretty paranoid about somebody trying to use that as a way to get them off the air so um basically i've been uh uploading our uh our podcast to the no agenda news network so it'll get on the stream as as i can um there are some issues they're having right now with making sure it all works out and i don't know if they're wanting to block me for being a leech either since i haven't blah 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 blah, blah. well we'll get into the details later if we need to but either way um there is a good chance that we will be on a stream other than our own which also will be set up very soon i've already got the server set up i just need to or i've already got the server installed i just need to set it up and i've done this before so it's not like it's going to be difficult um the main thing will be setting up the uh the landing page so that uh, it can automatically forward you to the uh the stream if it's on or available and blah 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 details that i'll get to later either way It'll it'll take a little bit of time, but it will get set up soon. Um, and I'm about to go on a trip, actually, uh, in early August, probably. Uh, and I'll have a lot of spare time, so that's probably when I'll take care of that, probably. Uh, Alright, so since there's just the two of us... Um, we don't really need the coin flip. Uh, I went first last time, so we'll let Terry go first this time. And let me just say, this this first topic, Nolan Political Spectrum Chart, I wanted to go over that with a Republican president. So we'll skip that and save that for next time. And Terry. And, okay. All right. Well, my first topic is... Um, well, I mean, we already went uh, over it last time with just the two of us. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I, know. I just... It said first, so I'd kind of been banking on that. Anyway, moving on. Um, there was a woman that was escorted out. I don't know if she was arrested. It doesn't say. I can't. 
cannot find, well, I have not looked for uh, an authoritative, you know, proper journalist research done by, you know, an investigative journalist to figure out what exactly is going on in terms of whether she got arrested and whatnot. But basically, uh, I've got two links, one from YouTube, which got taken down for copyright uh, go figure. And Ooh. I don't know why it would be copyrighted. Yeah, go figure. Uh, and then another one on politicausa.com. Um, it's uh, a woman arrested, arrested for speaking. And they say arrested. I don't know. She was carried out by police. She did kind of resist a little bit. But it kind of makes sense. If you watch the video, basically the mayor is sitting in the council meeting, right? Because the mayor's, you know, on the council effectively, as far as I can tell. Uh, it's in Quartzsite, Arizona, and uh, a lady is recognized by the council to speak. So she begins to speak. Okay, and uh, once... hang on just a second. Um, it looks like the video is back there. Do you want me to play it for, this, for the recording? I don't – well, yeah, go for it. M- cut some out if you need to. Mark the time and cut some out to where it gets the main content. Okay, uh, well, just tell me what's, what's... – no, I mean I'm going to do it right now. Yeah, I know. Play it, but cut it out after the fact where it gets the most aggressive parts of it. All right, here it goes. Oh, no. It says, this video is no longer available due to a copyright claim by Douglas Guilford. Hmm. Try the Politica USA. It's got a video as well. I know. That's what I was looking at. I've got another link up if you want to pull Maybe it'll... uh actually not have gotten pulled down by the time we have a chance to stream it. But uh, whoever this Douglas Guilford is, he's trying to suppress this, apparently. <laughs> uh, well, I wonder if he's the one who recorded it. Um, uh, I found this one's from a different recording, though. It's a different angle. Okay. Well, it's just, if he's the one who recorded it, then he has the right. If he's not, then no one in the picture has the right in a public setting to uh, to deny... Um, the recording being published. So he may have broke, he may have literally, I mean, very large fine broken the law. The DMCA has some very, very large fine fines for claiming copyright on something that you don't have copyright on. Yeah. He's, he's a realist, he's a realtor in Quartzsite, Arizona. So a he's realtor? Actually, yeah, Douglas Guilford is a realtor in Quartzsite. Unless he was recording it, then he could be in some very big trouble uh, for doing that. But that's fine. Here it goes. We asked them to notify us that, you know, that they're going to need it. All right. Understood. More speakers, though. We're working on that. Although I can't address that. I'm sorry. Yes. Good evening. Uh, my name is Jennifer Jones. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank Patricia Anderson for reading aloud for the public assembled here the rules that the council has placed on the agenda for public comment. I would also like to point out to the public that those rules were drawn up, I believe, by Ms. Walsma at the direction of former Mayor Huntley. They were never put before council. They were never voted on. They are not in compliance with the Open Meetings Act. And you are, as uh, Mr. Sims from the League of Cities and Towns pointed out to the council, allowed to criticize them whether or not Mr. Winslow would like to be out of order or not. I have the floor. Now, 
has the floor here. Thank she has been recognized. And she has violated, the She's violated the procedure. She has no, not. No, I have not. We have passed it. I believe we have a majority. You so did not pass it, Mr. Rainbow. You may leave or you may be escorted out. No, Mr. Rainbow, you can leave or be escorted out as well. You are out of order. Uh, no, I have, I have the floor. That officer, that woman has the floor. You're violating my rules of order here. Sergeant, Sergeant, I have control of the meeting. No, you may not. You may, you may go to the back of the room, sir. It's my meeting. This is my meeting. Should be removed. This tax is not mandated. It just seems like they went about it the entirely wrong you way. You are in violation of my order. First of all, the mayor tells the sergeant to let her go, and the sergeant doesn't. Am I mistaken about the mayor plays? Yeah, no, the mayor is commander-in-chief. The mayor is commander-in-chief for the city police, yeah. And it's the, uh, the person that finally brought her out, uh, the, it was that sergeant and the chief of police for the city police. So the chief of police wasn't even obeying You know, how much you want to bet that uh, the um, that the mayor is of one party and the chief of police is of the other party? Okay, a, a little background. I probably should have prefaced this, but uh, apparently the mayor, that current mayor that was talking, is up for a recall vote shortly. But the thing is, it doesn't matter where he's up, whether he's up to recall or not. The chief of police is his minion, and he is still not. So that's that's one of the military things that comes to mind to me. Is it doesn't matter if your captain, the captain of your boat, is changing command tomorrow. If he's outgoing and the new captain has already started signing papers over to change commands, the captain is still your captain, regardless of when he leaves. He's not yeah. gone yet. So that's that's the thing that comes to mind. The fact that the mayor said no, she is perfectly within her rights, and that deputy, that sheriff, that sergeant, whatever, was still trying to um, arrest her and take the microphone away, kind of says that there's something quite evident going wrong within that uh, township. Yeah, and you know, um, uh, the weirdest thing is one of those cops, and I, I'm sure it all runs together, but one of them looked exactly like our D.A.R.E. teacher uh, way back in, uh, was 7th, 6th grade. 
Um, no, fifth grade. I actually saw um, my dear teacher the other day. It was kind of funny. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's obviously completely off topic. But um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 uh, um, what's the the whole reason we're a republic so that uh, we won't be subject to the tyranny of the majority. That's that would be our republic failing right there. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Um, that's also no. Actually, that wasn't even the majority, because <laughs> the the people in the room were perfectly fine with her finishing her uh, her statement. Oh yeah, no, no. They applauded uh, every time the uh, the cops let off, or the mayor told them not to. And the mayor, like at one point, I believe, if I remember correctly, the mayor's kind of like she's obeying. You know, she's getting her First Amendment rights, and they started clapping. So yeah. I mean. It was definitely on her side, and if you watch to the after the end of the video, after I was already talking, I do apologize for that. But if you want to try to find it, you can find it pretty easily. It's Courtsite, Arizona. Um, uh, the the people there were were you know grumbling, you know, rabble, 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 rabble. You know, they, they were not pleased at the actions of the police in this case. And this is the reason why I put this up here is because it's. Uh, again and again and again, you see videos of cops in circumstances where people are trying to voice wrongs. They're getting arrested because the cops are such, in, or they're they're in bed with the the government. And people, I honestly, really think that people don't realize that our justice system, uh, the Department of Justice, is not supposed to be in bed, in my mind at least, with the Department of the Executive. Or no, actually, the Department of Justice is underneath the executive. Or is it? Well. Um, I mean, see, I, it's not supposed to be, but it seems like it is because the DOJ takes, in some cases, the attorney general takes orders from the president. So I'm confused at how this all works. They're the ones that are hmm. in charge of prosecuting, and then the judges, the justices are part of the judicial system, and they're the ones that decide the, the justice aspects of it. But that still seems kind of gray to me. I think that I would say if I – had to pinpoint the issue right now. It's a blurred line between the uh, judiciary and the executive that is causing a lot of our problems currently. Oh well, between both the uh, legislature and the judiciary, and the judiciary and the executive, there's there's very very gray lines in between them at this point. I think the first time it was really evident that um, something's going wrong with our government was uh, Katrina. Um, when, and I'm not talking about the, the typical South racism crap that went on, because, I mean, this is the South, we still need to get past that, but we're going to, it's just going to take time. I'm talking about when they took away everybody's guns. They went, they swept through New Orleans, or not New Orleans, Louisiana and Mississippi, and took everyone's guns away. A constitutional right that they broke, and the army did it. They made the stupidest mistake that an armed force could ever do by going against the very document that they were supposed to be defending, that they were sworn in to defend. Yes. They went and Definitely. took everybody's guns without any any backing whatsoever except for the president told them to. And the president, we're talking about a Republican president, too. We're talking about yeah. one who supposedly well, was there to defend it, it, it that particular constitution. It may not have been the president. It may have been... Somebody that was in control of the National Guard at that point in time, it could have been the governor of the state even, telling the National Guard what to do. Because it was the National Guard from Louisiana, if I remember correctly, that did this. They were not necessarily under federal control. 
So it could have been the state governor. Either way, if I had been that National Guard soldier, I would have refused. Well, Perfect. they had an interview and I would have of taken one the of them. But I would have yeah. refused. Well, they had an interview of one of them saying, "Saying I'm, I'm kind of surprised that we're doing this. I didn't think it was legal. And then he's sitting there collecting guns while he's saying that. Yes. I mean, it's and just... That's, that's, <laughs> It was disgusting. That's a soldier that signed a piece of paper that said that he was going to get paid every month and do what they bid him. It was a person that did not understand the oath he took when he first enlisted in the military. When he, plain as day, said that he would support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. So, yes, I 100% agree with you. They did do that, and that, that is one of the first signs you see. However, in a state of emergency, it's still is somewhat questionable. I do not think taking guns away is appropriate, but there is a fine line between a state of emergency and not. But at the same time, I, I do agree that in that circumstance, there was no provocation, there was no justification, and I don't think they should have done it. Um, yeah, the... Um, well, what was I going to say? I'm wondering if that's why they keep focusing on uh, on trying to get the uneducated into the armed forces. I mean, it seems like yes. there's an extreme yes. focus on getting people who are just out of high school. Which, on that, on on the one hand, I understand that, but on another hand, they don't seem to be trying very much at all to get people out of college. The officer material, or quote unquote, officer material. That's because what? they have plenty of people that are pretty much guaranteed to be officers because they. They have whole schools of people that when they get out, they're required to serve time in the military. They have their people for officers because they give them a free education. The reason why they go after high schoolers and people that are lower income and so forth for military is because those are the people that don't know what the hell they're going to do when they get out of college. It makes perfect rational sense. It's not that they're going after the people that are inept or incompetent or don't know because they need people that are intelligent for the military and enlisted ranks regardless of what most people think. It is a, a, a desire to have an intelligent person that wants to join the military. The key thing is one thing, too. And yeah. most people are less likely to if, if, if they're more educated. I joined for my own reasons, but while I was in... I saw. I, I do know what you're talking about. Well, see, I'm not, I'm not saying. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think they're they're strictly going for uneducated. I, I really don't think that's. The case. I'm not saying that that the people that go into the enlisted ranks are um, uneducated or unintelligent. What I'm saying is, it seems like they're trying to get people that are pushovers, people that uh, are going to do whatever you tell them as long as you give them money, just like you said. Um, no, and that's the thing is, what you don't realize is they brainwash you to be that way. Well, that's like, true. I've never been in boot camp. And plus your, well, I mean, Navy boot camp at least is a joke, but Marine Corps and some of those are probably a little bit more strenuous and probably a little bit more brainwashing. But yeah, yeah the Marines got to be. That's not the main point. Yeah, seriously. Uh, the the main point with that is once you're in there and, and and you're told to do something, basically for the first two years I was in the Navy, they said do this. If I felt that it put me in harm's way, or I felt that it was an unlawful order. I had to suck it up. 
See, the problem with the military is you obey what the person above you says, no matter what oath you take at the lower levels. But once you get to the higher levels, you have more of a capability to say, I resign my commission and so forth due to these grounds, and so be it. You know what I mean? It, it, we haven't had circumstances where... Well, you mean without being punished. We, exactly. But even then, they're punished momentarily. They may even go up to court-martial if it's found that they're... Um, that their uh, denial of, of you know committing the lawful order that they were told to, to do was found to be unjust. Like for me, like I said, I would not have taken. I would have refused to do that. But I probably would have gone the captain's mast or whatever the equivalent equivalent in National Guard is for captain's mast, and I would have been you know had money taken away, and I would have been put in. Um, the brig or whatever they do for National Guard, I would have been penalized for disobeying a direct lawful order because nobody would have nobody would have really stood up for me because it wasn't that big of a deal. So pretty much, if there's not news media saying, "Hey, you know this is absurd. We shouldn't be doing this," you're screwed if you try to disobey a direct order, and that's just how the military works. Well, it sounds like as it is. That's the way it works. It sounds like from the way you describe your captain that in your particular situation, while you may in fact get your money you know, docked or whatever, you um, probably wouldn't have been understood by him. Well, your decision. The, thing, it, it, the depending on how it went down, and I'm sure with my circumstance in the Navy, because I, I was very vocal when I was in the Navy, um, my particular officers that were in charge of me probably would have taken the brunt of it and been like, okay, fine, go clean toilets or whatever. But um, it's still, I mean, that's, if you're just, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it. it basically, there's no, and this, this kind of goes back to the Navy SEAL versus uh, CIA debate. In the military, if you're not accepted by a general presumption of that order was unlawful, you're screwed. Whereas in the CIA, you can quit at any time. And that's, that's the difference that a lot of people don't seem to realize with the military. And, and that's what, when, when, you, when you refer to pushovers, I would disagree hmm. completely. Because literally for the first umpteen years until you get to the point where you're telling people what to do and your officers that you know preside over you trust your word, you're, you're pretty much bound to whatever they say regardless of whether it's constitutional lawful or not so but anyway hmm. um i think we got on a, i think we got on a rant there totally yeah. <laughs> got a little bit of a so. yeah um so my next topic um we had a little bit of an overlap there too uh sometimes apparently uh, ventrilo will drop and then restart while continuing the previous run um so you were talking on top of yourself for a little bit there. <laughs> it was it was all legible though. Um, so okay, my next one, my first one, UFOs. Could the rest of the galaxy be using us as a case study for the end of a civilization? Civilization. Um, so there's a nice little uh, recording of uh, it's from the DailyMail.co.uk. Uh, I mean not. Not a gigantic uh, publisher, but not a small one either. Um, in uh, 
outside the BBC building in London, there were quite a few UFOs uh, filmed. And by UFO, I mean bright dots in the sky. It wasn't really very... There, there wasn't very much detail in these things. They were just a couple of bright dots were flying around back and forth over the city. And uh, there was one very large... No, was it one or three? Uh, well, there, there was a couple of very large dots. I mean, like, you could see that there was no detail in these things um, because they were big enough to tell that. Um, just kind of hovering in within the group. Uh, the equivalent of uh, a bunch of fighters flying around a mothership is what uh, was basically seen. And uh, I have not seen anything else about it. There's a lot of suggestion that it could be fake, but considering certain aspects of the recording, it, it seems unlikely. Um, for one thing, they passed behind the clouds um, just like they were supposed to. Um, it was a very choppy video, but the... Um, the UFOs themselves were stationary uh, compared to the buildings and whatnot around them. Now, and yet again, we've got some really great uh, video editing technology nowadays. It could be completely fake, but there were a lot of people on the street doing it and cars driving by and whatnot, um, looking up at these things. And it's it's very reminiscent of Mexico City a couple years ago. Was it 2006? Um, where they were seeing a bunch of lights over there too. Um, and the thing I'm thinking is that the rest of the galaxy have wondered for a long time what it's like to have see a, what it would be like for a civilization to uh, cancel itself out. And they're hoping that we're going to do that and show them. <laughs> That's why they haven't contacted us yet. They want to see us kill ourselves so that they can see how that ends. It's just kind of a, it's, it's a long-term study. <laughs> hmm. I see that either I've silenced you or... Okay. I don't I, I don't know what to make of your, your hypothesis there, but <laughs> I would say that there is a possibility that they've seen this before and they want to know when we've counseled ourselves out or when we've uh, crossed the tipping point that they've seen other civilizations not recover so they can harvest our resources. I, I can see that oh. occurring, but just using us as a case study wouldn't really make sense because that would imply that there's enough civilizations, enough planets, that they wouldn't need to have a case study. They would have plenty of examples and histories of civilizations for that to occur. I would say the most uh, likely thing would – they're waiting for us to see whether we'll, we'll – as a, as a civilization, we'll be able to carry on or whether we'll end up annihilating ourselves once again – and uh, figure, screw it, they're not capable and uh, take over our resources. That but, would be my guess. But if none of the galactics, if, if none of the galactic civilizations had had uh, spacefaring technology before all those other civilizations had canceled themselves out, then all they have is archaeology to tell them what happened. With us, we're a live civilization that is about to implode. Uh, from their point of view, and on, on the other hand, it could be a case study for for a. Um, it could turn out to be a case study for a civilization pulling itself out of an implosion. Um, it's just you know, I mean, in, in any case, if you're if if you're a space firing civilization or a group of them, and uh, you have this opportunity to see one develop that you haven't ever seen because nobody else had the technology to see another one until then, till now. Um, then this would be a perfect opportunity because um, I get the feeling that uh, 
that once you get a, you know, it's kind of a prime directive type thing. Once you get to a certain point where it's not going to ruin your society, they're going to come in and say, hey, we're out here. You're not alone. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, I, I do see your point. And I, I don't know. I just, uh, damn prime, prime directive. You know, I, I wish Picard was the, yeah. the guy in charge of that shit because... <laughs> I don't know if I 100% agree with the Prime Directive in general. Well, and you know, there's a certain level. Um, I mean, uh, like civilization is going to annihilate itself, and all you have to do is broadcast something that says, Hey, you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, in our particular case, we could uh, start building up our war chest so that we could take over whoever it is that sent that. <laughs> that might be why they haven't. <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, see, there's certain yeah, situations no, dude, like like um, I'm pretty sure anybody that has inter interstellar capabilities could wipe the face of this planet with a click of a button. Well, yeah, that's true. They could probably just send one of their engines in on its own and wipe out a good quarter of the planet. But um, uh, but anyway. Uh, it, it, when it comes to this prime directive thing, um, there's a certain level that I agree with, and there's a certain level I completely disagree with. Um, uh, there was an episode of Enterprise where um, there were these two races on this planet. One was a lower, uh, less intelligent life um, humanoid life form that was basically subservient to a much more intelligent life um, that was further along than we are today, but not as far as the as Earth was in this episode. Um, and uh, they, um, they had a disease that was killing them. Um, but it wasn't attacking their subservient race that, that showed very good signs of, of quote, evolution. Um, you know, as in becoming more intelligent, really understanding things, being able to do the, the kind of higher level concepts that they were originally, that the other race assumed they couldn't do. Um, they, um, they basically held back a cure from these people because they believed that this these people needed to figure out this cure on their own to give the other race a chance. I don't agree with that. Um, I think that when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to saving lives, that is always paramount to um, to not affecting the quote evolution of a of a civilization. Now. When it comes to whether or not that civilization has been out to space, that's something entirely different. We haven't been past our our own uh, our own moon. Giving us really. technology is one thing, but giving us something that would save lives. There's a difference yeah. between education and sentience. Once once a, a society enters or a, a, a species enters the concept of sentience. To where they're alive, you should try to save as many of them as possible because I can't imagine sentience in the universe is something that's um, common. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Um, if, I mean, if, the, the actually, it, that yeah. episode of Enterprise actually kind of seems counter to the episode with um, in the Next Generation where they go to a facility that's doing some mining and they had this um, this worker drone. That has a basically the same thing as data. It's a learning neural network, and mm-hmm. it basically gains sentience, right? It didn't develop, you know, space technology, but they started to save these things, you know, 
Prime Directive didn't come into play there. Why? I, I, I just don't understand. It, it seems counter to me, the, the two... Uh, yeah, well, I... Episodes. I think in that case, uh, their reasoning is that they created it, so it's their responsibility. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree. If, if, it's, if it's sentient and you can save its existence, then you should. Um, you don't necessarily have to give them the technology to save themselves, but you should save them in hopes that they can eventually develop it on their own. Yes. Um, and then become, you know, more sentience in the universe. <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, wow, we're going on long tangents this time. We do need somebody else in here that can say, you guys are dorks or nerds or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so your next topic. Alrighty. Sure, I get a little lost there. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> there's a... Uh, here we go. Um, okay, yeah, I, I misread the title in the article. So basically, there's an Egyptian executive that pled guilty to abusing a housemaid, sexually abusing a hotel maid. Mm, and, yeah, I heard about uh, that. He got five days community service. Now, let me think about this for a second. The judge, if I remember correctly, see, the judge said that because he paid the person off effectively, then... He, you know, it's it, the most important thing is him getting back to his family. Wouldn't it be so, nice to be a millionaire, Chris? Wouldn't it be greatest yeah. thing in the world? You could go and rape somebody, pay them off, and then have the legal system say that, oh, you know, it's it, no, you know, it's most important for you to get back home to your family. because yeah. clearly know, he's it, a family man. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, along the same lines, you know, um, the uh, in a mortgage fraud case recently, uh, the CEO, Paul Allen, got 40 months in prison. 40 months in prison. He actually got prison time. 40 months. Hmm. For $3 billion. And, and how, much, how much prison time did that other guy get for $1 of theft? Three years. Yeah. Wait a minute. That is close to the same. Never mind. <laughs> that, well, that's the whole point. It's close to the same. It's, there should be some kind of range here. Exactly. Yeah. This it's absurd. It, it really, 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 really is absurd. In this country, if you have money, the people at the top get away with so much shit. Well, it's not just this like country. The, that other one was in a different country, right? Uh, no, 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 no. He was an Egyptian executive. In our country. But he, he, yes, in our country. So a foreign national comes into our country. You're kidding me. Our women and gets five days public service. That's just evil. Um. You're good. Yeah. Anyway. I did, yeah. There's just, there's a certain level of where there's nothing else to say. Um. Okay, so word is that John Lennon was a Republican. Um, he apparently was very supportive of uh, Reagan becoming president before he uh, before he was uh, killed, and uh, there's a number of issues that go back and forth with this idea. Um, some people are making it out to suggest that. Uh, um, 
that uh, Republicans should be just as afraid of the crazies with guns as Democrats and blah, blah, blah. It's just, I don't know, something that felt like bringing up. It would be a lot better if there was a Republican here to discuss it as well. But, uh, um, so the point being... Is is this something that I should be... um, Yeah, I'm confused. What? Are you thinking it's something you should be offended by? <laughs> this is the very suggestion. <laughs> no, I was kind of hoping not, to have a Republican here. Be offended to by, or should I care? I mean, okay, John Lennon would be a Republican. What do you freaking do? Okay, well, that one fell flat. Um, I mean, Reagan was an actor. <laughs> Reagan was an actor, okay, and he was a Republican. Yeah. Well, and uh, and uh, John Lennon was a performer as well, so I guess it shouldn't be too surprising. Um, but actually, you know, come to think of it, uh, we were having this debate at work. Uh, pretty sure it was at work. I'm not sure exactly where else it would have been, but um, that Republicans, pretty much before Reagan and maybe even including Reagan, would have been rejected by the current Republican Party. They would have oh, been yeah. more on the lawn, along the lines of Democrats, which is it's funny to see how right. I don't know that I'd go that far. Country is drifting. I, I don't Maybe know not that I'd go that Reagan, far. Um, but no, no, no. I don't know. The, I don't know that I'd go so far as to say that um, that they were more like Democrats today. Maybe more like Democrats back then. But, dude, Democrats today seem to have the exact same agenda as the Republicans when it comes to a majority of the things that uh, that you're descri- that you're describing. Who was it that first introduced uh, sing- not single pair but uh, individual mandate? I don't know. Uh, oh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Romney. I don't think he would have been the one to first introduce individual mandate. Individual well, mandate was a it was a, a compromise item for the healthcare stuff with conservatives. It was definitely a compromise item. But there was one. Hmm, trying to find it, but I can't find it very quickly. He did implement it in his own state as well. Yes, you're correct about that as well. But. Hmm, well, um, my point being um, that uh, I don't know if uh, if uh, the country has moved more right, but I do know that the Republicans and Democrats have moved more towards each other, whichever direction that is. I would in Nolan's spectrum chart, I'd say it's more towards the totalitarian angle um, because. Uh, um, there's so many things that they agree on when it comes to quote security that. Uh, that just it makes them too too alike, and and people who agree with each other but claim to disagree, I can't trust them. Yep, uh, I agree. Definitely agree. They uh, now see uh, claim the now you're making me out party. <laughs> Now you're making me out to look like 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 uh, you can't trust me because <laughs> you're agreeing with me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean like okay. For example, I mean right now you know Democrats and Republicans they are opposite of the other party. It doesn't matter. But if one party's party line flip flops, then the other's is opposite that period. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the nature um, There was a really good movie about that with... Uh, with Kevin Costner in it, the guy that had the last vote that didn't get counted because it got torn off in the uh, voting machine. So they both went there, and he would just say some offhand comment, and then whoever has the opportunity to respond to it would say it, and it just so happened to be the exact opposite of their party line. <laughs> so they'd go back and forth saying the exact opposite of what they're really running for, um, and it was, it was the most hilarious exactly what I'm talking about situation. Dude, yeah, no, I remember seeing that movie, but I don't think I was that political at that point because it didn't. I didn't really follow what they were talking about, if I remember correctly. Oh, so I, I was laughing that. my head off. I should probably watch <laughs> that. That sounds like it would be an amazing movie now that I've come into my political uh, um, era, I suppose. But no, um, um, yeah, I think it's comical. Actually, on a similar topic, uh, the current debate. Uh, for the uh, what, raising the debt ceiling, does it not seem odd to you that the Republicans are so against raising revenues? If if you get in a contract, if you get in law, then oh, you hey, have to back up, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. I don't think it's revenues; it's uh, taxes. Right? No, 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 no. no it's, it's revenues. Because every – okay, well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the talking point the Republicans use, which is uh, it's not a revenue problem. It's a spending problem. Okay, But the yeah. thing is, any type of increase in revenue, the Republicans consider a tax increase. So even if you do increase revenues in some way by closing loopholes, for example, which is what the current Democrat offer is – I don't know all of it. I'm not going to claim to know all of it. I only heard bits and pieces over the place. Um, Democrats are, are trying to close some corporate loopholes, but that's a revenue increase. Not acceptable. Hmm. Well, no, they don't, they like the corporate loopholes. I mean, uh, they don't believe yeah. that corporations should be taxed as much as they are now. Yeah. No, no, no. They want to redo the entire tax structure, which I'd be perfectly fine with, honestly. We're at 35 or something now. Drop it to 25 and close every loophole and say, regardless, no subsidies, 25%, everybody, period. Done. Yeah, a flat tax. perfectly fine with that because, you know what, yeah. GE probably would have paid a lot more tax. Oh, Actually, yeah. <laughs> but that's um, just it. I don't think they want so, to... It's, it's funny. I was going to say, I don't think they want to uh, – I think they want to abolish corporate tax uh, completely. It would just be an income tax, period. Individual. Or not, not – I'm sorry, not income tax. An individual consumption tax. You're talking about the flat tax? Yeah, yeah. Consumption. Sales well, tax, yeah. Either way. And either if way. They, if they were to put that on stocks, if they were to put that on – if they were to put that on everything, I wouldn't necessarily be against that personally. But anyway, um, but yeah, actually, in line kind of with that, and then I'll move on to my next topic, I guess. A friend of mine yeah. who's, a, um, who's a, an, an accountant, he works for an accounting firm here in town, he said that there's actually valid tax credit reasons why GE did not pay any taxes. It's not that they wouldn't have paid any taxes via loopholes and so forth, but there were several things, well, it is a loophole, but the thing is, some of the stuff that got them the zero tax mark was actually uh, laid over to 
next year and the year after that. Because if they purchased or if they got loans to buy equipment, they could write off the sale of that equipment on this year's tax, but it would propagate for every year that they have that equipment. So it's not necessarily not paying taxes. It's not paying taxes this year. Well, yeah. And then it's that tax revenue the government gains over time for the next couple of years. So it's kind of like a tax deference more so than a tax exemption. So but there, there, there is more math to it than, I guess, the media the, at that point when they were talking about the GE stuff put to it. But I still don't think that even things like that, when they're sitting on cesspools of money, you know, mm. are really beneficial to the economy in any way whatsoever. Well, I've done my own taxes for uh, not counting this year, the past uh, 10, 11 years. So I, I definitely know about all that tax stuff. Um, I realize you're talking for the listeners, though. Um, but uh, well, no, no, no. The, yeah, uh, the tax stuff, dude, is corporate tax. I don't think I don't no, think anybody yes. really realizes what goes into a corporate tax. <laughs> well, I, and that's just it. A lot of that stuff is in your 1040 form. Um, I mean, yes, it's it's additional forms to be added to it. But you'd be surprised how often these things actually end up touching on your own taxes if you go through the effort of doing them yourself. Um, there's a whole lot of ways to get out of taxes that I personally don't make enough to take advantage of. That alone is stupid sounding. But um, the uh, – I went, I was going to go somewhere with that, but I totally lost it. Well, I don't even think corporations fill out 1040s though. That's personal income tax. They have a completely, yes. utterly, entirely different set of tax laws they follow. Not exactly, but yeah. <laughs> um, because uh, – that's one of the uh, – a lot of the offshoots of the 1040 include um, corporate-related taxes and single-owner uh, proprietor – no, sole proprietorships and LLCs, and it's a whole bunch of mess. Um, but either way, I, I'm totally with you on either having a flat every entity who can have legal status pays this amount – um, with maybe a refund every year of the um, poverty level, um, and then, or even better, uh, the refund every year of the poverty level with a consumption tax tax that applies to used sales, um, because then it gets all the um, stock sales and everything. You know, every basically every time money changes hands, you give a little to the government, um, and that's. You know that's that's fine as long as it's a smaller number in that case because they will go off hog wild if it stays where it is right now in that situation. Anyway, anyway. yes. On to your My next topic. topic. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Interesting data from uh, Bureau of Labor and Statistics. All right, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I'm sorry. Thought there was another component to that. But anyway. Um, oh, yeah. I saw this too. In this particular graph, if I remember correctly, it basically shows that even though the the GDP was climbing, the average employment growth was nil. The, the employment growth was primarily in the higher income brackets. 
Yes, um, which and is not in the lower brackets. Yeah, in the lower brackets, it was mainly people taking two jobs. So there was more job growth, but it was the same people taking the jobs. Um, and, uh, yeah, I saw this, believe it or not, through, um, oh, remind me the name of that one that I go to that's typically considered Republican. No clue. It's like How all... Republican. Well, it's every time I mention that I go there, people, uh, Democrats say, oh, you read that, that crap? Um... The, uh, oh, I thought it starts with a D. Ah, something report? No. Drudge Report? It's that, Drudge Report, yes. Okay, so yeah, okay, Drudge Report. Um, that's, believe it or not, where I saw this one. Um, but then again, I guess, depending on who you're blaming it on, uh, everybody's going to say the same thing. Uh, just one group will blame, I guess the Republicans will blame it on the President, the Democrats will blame it on the on the Republican Congress. Um. Yeah. The, it, but yeah, it's just you're funny right. to me because this goes along the lines of the conversation me and Adam had about GDP and all the semantics that were involved in that argument. And yeah. then, uh, of course, I proved my point, which hopefully Adam well, the, back. If not, when we I finally don't... get the word, when we uh, finally no. get the word whether he's coming back or not. I will either divulge to him or divulge to the listeners to let them know. Either way. Um, oh, okay. Either way, moving on past that, at no point in that argument did we ever say that GDP growth equaled job growth. And the funny thing is that this particular graph shows that that is not the case. Because the, the reference – I mean if you look at everything – Job increase, even though the GDP increased, you did not get a job increase that was proportional to the GDP increase. Well, especially GDP now, increase. Sorry, go on. Especially now that GDP's, GDP is back on the rise again, yet the unemployment rate's almost a steady level now. You know, we're, and we're not seeing increases in job numbers because GDP is the gross domestic product. So would that include the trillions of dollars that are sitting in different corporations' coffers? Cash? Liquidable? Uh, I believe so, as it's created, including the money that is printed by the Federal Reserve. So they can both artificially inflate GDP, plus all these companies that are sitting on on, on you know, ridiculous amounts of money. Multiple dozens of billions of dollars that they're not spending on shit because they don't have a reason to. That's what? affecting GDP growth. Yeah, what so really if your res- only goal Sorry. is to raise GDP, the result is going to be the rich getting richer. Period. You well, can't just look at GDP. You have to look at the big picture. And I don't think that's what a lot of people are doing. A lot of people are saying, oh, well, lower taxes, you raise GDP. Yes, but what about jobs? What about middle class? What about rich to poor ratio? What, what about all these numbers that also, if you ask any economist, I'm sure, I'm not an economist, I haven't asked them, I don't know, I'm sure they would tell you actually mean something in terms of the health of an economy. Well, the interesting thing for me, in, in my opinion, is that uh, the inflation um, 
that, that inflation has not gone hog wild. This is the exact kind of situation that was going on in Germany before World War II. Um, they were basically printing money because they needed to cover national debt. And, um, and of course, the debt was extremely... Um, uh, inflation? It was extremely unthoughtful. But because basically the other companies were requiring that they um, that they pay debts for the war that they had no chance of ever actually paying. Now, but it and that's what surprised me though is that they're printing all this money and they're uh, basically adding money to the system from nowhere beyond just the printing of the money um, with all the different you know bailouts that have been going on that we should be seeing a. Double-digit rise in inflation, but we're not. It's going to be horrible when it finally happens because these things don't just sit to the side and never come back. Chris, yes, it will definitely be horrible. Um, I would say the reason why in my mind that inflation hasn't caught up with us yet is because we weren't the only ones suffering. It was pretty much the global economy that that fell when we fell. Mm. And the thing is, when Germany fell... It was pretty much just Germany from World War One. It was just the, that group of, of countries. Yeah, I could see that. So their imports, exports were trivialized compared to the rest of the world, which was, was booming after the war because they'd won, right? And all that production funds, they were able to pay off and so forth and, and so on. And, but, but now, since we fell, we tanked, but so did the global economy. So now we're trying to recover. We're trying to stabilize ourselves, but we're starting to see what you're talking about, where China is starting to pull out of the recession. Germany, a lot of some of the euro companies, some of the of the European com- countries are starting to pull out. And what we're going to start seeing is we're going to start seeing those countries have an effect on inflation in this country because the better they do, the worse we look like we're doing, and that is what is going to drive up inflation. We don't currently. We don't have that relative uh, good bad aspect. Everybody's doing pretty bad, but once it starts to catch up, and especially with the the, the squabbling between Democrats and idiotic Democrats and retarded Republicans, it we're going to see a lot worse. I think. Um, but yeah, the um, uh. It's interesting. The companies that are basically having the riots and whatnot, and the extreme issues in um, in the economy, are companies that had the majority. Their banks had the majority of their backings in our securities. The ones that countries caused the whole mess in the first place. Uh, yeah, like Greece and Spain. I mean, their yeah, banks had companies so I many. Was, I was. Oh, I said. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. It, it, well, you did that earlier too. That's funny. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah. The, um, their banks had so many, so much money, and so much money in our securities that caused this whole mess in the first place. That they're ending up having this huge, the same huge issues that we're very slowly coming up against. Uh, I just realized something. Um, all the relationships I made were based on GDP. I forgot to reread the graph real fast to see that it was tax rates. Basically, what we'd established when talking to Adam is that any time the tax rate decreases, there's an increase in GDP proportional to that tax decrease, which is true. I mean, he, he was correct in that. If you follow the history, 
Anytime there's a tax cut, except for once in recent times, there's been an increase in GDP. So anytime I referenced GDP versus jobs, that's because there is a positive correlation between tax rates and jobs. And this graph, to me, shows that GDP rates, since there is a correlation, also applies in this case. But moving on, sorry. Hmm. I, I failed to properly represent the graph that I threw up there, so I figured I'd have to. Uh, That's no big deal. Um, I'm going to hit my last one as we're hitting on to the hour point and need to move on to the meltdown. Um, <laughs> okay, this is, uh, you know, um, it's not so much just Republicans, but a lot of Republicans complain about um, uh, frivolous lawsuits. Here's some frivolous lawsuits for you. On the side of the government. Charges possible in California yearbook sex act photo. Okay, I don't know if you've heard about this, but this guy was in the background of a photo in the year, that was eventually in the yearbook uh, with his hand up a girl's skirt. Okay? Um, this is what we're talking about. It was branded as child porn. Anybody who kept their yearbooks was threatened to be uh, charged for child porn. Um, we're, we're talking there's nothing visible here. In fact, there's less visible than normal because his hand is up her skirt, okay? So there's actually going to be charges, apparently, against the uh, principal, even though they pulled all the yearbooks back. Um, I mean, the whole thing is just a stupid situation. 20 years ago, people would have just said, oh, lucky them. They got something interesting to look at in the background. But today it's, oh, no, think of the children, child porn, blah, blah, blah. And number two, vet checked no for have you applied before on a passport application. Now he's in jail, possibly for 10 years. He half filled out an application and then tossed it um, because he didn't have time to finish it. He had to go do something, most likely for the military. Um, And uh, so he comes back later and says no, and they're going to throw him in jail for 10 years for lying on a passport application because he said he didn't apply before. When, with all technicality, he didn't. So there's some frivolous lawsuits for you. How about we make those illegal? That was kind of rhetorical. <laughs> oh, damn. You know, I, I know why. It's because he's black. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there, but I would not be surprised in the slightest. Um, uh, I wouldn't either. It's, it's absurd how... I just, I really don't like the race card ever since Obama became president because, well, for one, supposedly it was the heralding of the end of racism. Number two... Everybody's been playing the race card since he became president, and it's getting really annoying. <laughs> um, I've seen, like firsthand, people respond completely different between races. Race is no, no, no. Hey, at least no, maybe I in see- the South. Maybe it's just the South. I don't know, but yes, it's it's. People need no. to get over themselves to realize that everybody has the same perspective. Me. Right? Everybody has the same thought process in terms of how they're going to survive. It's it's absurd to face anything else. I don't know. I, yeah. Well, hey, now, I, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean, okay? I'm not saying that racism is gone. What I'm saying is there have been so many um, arguments against ideas the president had where somebody just says, oh, well, you're just being a racist. And it's so annoying to hear that because it, that's like when... Uh, 
Here's why it's so annoying to me. Because back when I was on uh, Zoloft, for, uh, it's an anti-depression medicine. Um, I'm on AD, an ADD medicine now because that's finally been determined as the problem, not this depression thing. Um, my mom, whenever I got angry or unhappy about something, she'd say, did you take your Zoloft today? And it was the most annoying thing. That's exactly what this is. It's like the whole point of, for, for one thing, the whole point of taking that medicine was supposedly to fix the problem. So why did you bother asking? Number two, it's the same thing here. It's, look, maybe I'm just just happen to disagree with you. Maybe it's got nothing to do with your skin color. Maybe you're the racist because you're saying I'm a racist. You know what I mean? Well, it, it, yes. That's so why I, it annoys in, me. In cases like that, I 100% agree. But... Usually, when people <laughs> defer to that tactic, I go, "Okay, we're done, peace." Because I yeah, that's that probably the best way to handle that. Debating with, but in this situation, yeah, though, um, they they usually don't have the choice because we're talking about Congress versus the president. You know, they have to debate this. So, using a, an, an argument like that is just uh, extremely annoying. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely uh, understand. I've I've never actually gotten into um, an argument that that came up, thank God. Yeah, but, me uh, neither. Um, um, anyway, yeah, at least this guy is a senator backing him. Uh, U.S. Senator Bill Nelson, a Democrat from Florida, is backing him, which means hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully if all goes well, he's good to go, he's going to get out. It's a, a, a Navy reservist who um, apparently there was a simple misunderstanding with his passport. That That yeah, no, it's, it's shit like that that pisses me off because it happens so often. Law enforcement freak out about everything, even if they don't need to. I mean, there, there's something called it's not... a, uh, I'm wanting to say jurisprudence. What exactly does that, do you, do you know what the definition of jurisprudence is? That sounds right. Yeah, that's uh, um, oh, researching before you go through something. A due process is also um, synonymous with it. Um, no, you, no, jurisprudence okay, is well, the theory of philosophy of law. So, well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the idea is <laughs> the the idea is that you research what you your accusation before you go through with it. Yes. You know what I mean? It's the, the DA um, should have jurisprudence and say this is probably a misunderstanding. There's no reason to throw this guy in jail. We'll just you know, drop this. There's no reason. I mean, that's why DAs yeah. have the prosecutorial authority to bring cases to trial. And I'll tell you right now, so this is not this is not the the law enforcement overreacting. This is the law enforcement trying to make a reason to keep their jobs. It's it's you know. Oh uh, no, absolutely uh, well, validating. My son's in the room. Yeah, my son's in the room, so I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. No, I'm kidding. I probably wouldn't say what I'm thinking, but. Um, it's these very lazy, large law enforcement officers who don't feel like piglets. doing their jobs. So every now and like then, eating donuts, <laughs> and they want to arrest people and, and make not it go seem that like far. they're caught up oh. a major offender. Yeah, no, I never. Yes, that. exactly. That rather than doing their job and doing the little things, the mundane things that are really annoying, but it's your job, they'll do nothing as long as they can, and then they'll have this the, big thing that they make the a big deal out of. That's the thing. Yeah. Is, the easy offender, the, the one that comes to them and says, "Oh, no, 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 
I know. I, I didn't. I didn't mean for that to happen. Like I didn't. It, it's not a fraudulent thing. I just. I guess I forgot about it. Yeah, because he admitted to it. Easy guys that openly admit to it. Exactly. They yeah. go after those guys because it's it's easier for them. They don't get. They don't have to get off their fat asses to actually you know investigate anything. They have a testimony right in front of them. So uh, yeah. word of the day, everybody: don't talk to cops. Yeah, just just don't. I mean, you know, tell them tell them, hey, how's it going? Have a nice day. Anything in between, unless it's like, oh yeah, that's my signature. You know, something stupid like that. Uh, just just you know, be polite to them, and that's it. You don't. You really shouldn't say anything else because they're going to do whatever they can to twist it on you. And uh, unfortunately, we can't teach our kids that because they'll never trust on the that's police. My signature. <laughs> Even yeah. hesitate on that's my signature. So, or better yet, I does it know. look like my signature? Facts that <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or even better yet, here, let me call my lawyer, and then because then he's waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. I think we're ready to do this. Yeah. No. No. Always, always keep the ball in your court as long as you can keep it there. The meltdown. The meltdown. The meltdown. I love it when the hard drive. Well, no, it's not the hard drive. I love it when. Winamp decides it wants to just kind of sit in the back and not do anything when I double-click on it. But, um, okay, this part of the podcast is where we go through a bunch of topics that we don't really have time to talk about, but we do want to throw out there for everyone to see. Um, This, as we've had this problem before, you do not talk in the meltdown. I mean, discuss in the meltdown. No debating. Um, If you don't like it, sneak something in that, that... that you think they won't like, or even better, bring it up next episode, because then we can debate it. All right, so uh, we'll go with mine first, since you went first for the topics. Um, to scroll past it, sorry. Texas House Senate approved reworked bills over airport pat-downs. Um, yeah, news since this happened. Um Apparently, it fell apart in uh, the bureaucratic committees and did not make it out in time to be actually approved, even though both the Senate and the House of Texas had voted it through. It died in committee. Um, So everybody's all apologetic. Oh, I'm so sorry. We really wanted this to happen. But, you know, uh, knowing Texans, they're going to bring it back up next term. Somebody's going to have to answer for it. Um, Furthermore, on the TSA, Mm -hmm. there is apparently an increase in cancer among TSA workers um, since instituting the scanners, uh, specifically the backscatter scanners. Um, Everyone is saying... Everyone, by everyone, I mean them, you know, the guys in the agency, the TSA, are saying that that's not actually true, that these people were complaining about their cancer but long before the scanners were ever in there. But considering it's happened in the last two years when the scanners came in more than two years ago, I don't think so. Um, on to you, Terry. Yes. Um, apparently prisons in some states with federal prisons with workers earning 
23 cents per hour are manufacturing weapons for the United States. We're not in a time of war. There's no exceptional circumstances for them to be creating, you know, various missiles and stuff that we're going to fight, you know, throw at people other than slave labor. Prisons, in my mind at nope. least, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Should be doing license plates. Things for the states that will reduce state budgets or federal budgets. Not creating weapons for the military. I don't know. That's no, just me. But, Maybe. But, I don't know. But there's plenty of precedents for this kind of thing. After all, there's Auschwitz. Sorry, moving on. <laughs> uh, sorry, I love invoking Godwin's Law. <laughs> Um, major ISP is about to enact three strikes type policies. It's close. It's like six strikes and they might not actually kick you out on the sixth strike. The interesting thing is the only ISPs that are backing this policy, this voluntary policy, are ISPs that are either owned by media companies or are media companies. Interesting. On Godwin's Law, the only reason that exists is because people laugh out of... Should I be laughing? I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Um, uh, let's see. Several, three, nuclear scientists in Russia apparently died in a plane crash recently. Mm. There's no official suspicion um, uh, of foul play, but... Yeah, no, no, definitely. What, what, um, three of the five Russian scientists who died in the plane crash were named as Sergei Rezov, Gennady Benyuk, and Nikolai Trunov. All had worked at Iran's Iranian controversial Bashir nuclear plant. So, I'm sorry, not just three, but five of their nuclear scientists died. I don't know. That makes me think CIA. I don't know why. I don't know why. No agenda. I don't know why. It just makes me think CIA. Yeah. See, I, it sounds like the CIA ran out of uh, ran out of jacuzzi covers. Um, administration soon to announce cyber warfare rules. Uh, this will be interesting. They haven't done it yet. I forget exactly when the article said, but um, but this will be very interesting. <laughs> There's, the Geneva Convention basically doesn't even, I mean, obviously doesn't even cover cyber warfare because there was no internet at the time. There wasn't going to be an internet for another 20 years at the time, or 30 well, years. I don't know. Not necessarily. Uh, it, it, okay. I don't know the exact specifics of the words, the verbiage of the Geneva Convention, but the UN did come out and say that internet access was a, a human right. Yeah, that's nice to hear, and in my opinion. Four. Yeah, it is nice to hear, but at the same time, ooh, internet human rights, whatever. Um, but that also means that any reference to human rights being abridged means that the governments that are abiding by the Geneva Convention have to obey that definition, as far as hmm. I'm concerned. I don't know what the international law is, but that would say if the UN recognizes it as a human right, that means by Geneva Convention... It would be a human right. So there huh. may be some stipulations that actually protect the Internet uh, via Geneva Convention. Uh, that's by that's funny. But um, because I don't know if that... that is actually carried legally, but that would be my take on it. 
That, that suggests that the previous one I mentioned about the three strikes laws, uh, that would be illegal uh, by the Geneva Convention then. <laughs> yeah, there, there would be issues with it. The UN considers it human rights, yeah. But the thing is, I, I, I don't think there's a legal connection between the UN and Geneva, unfortunately. But there mm. should be. Oh, well. Perhaps. Okay, so anyway, your next moving one. Moving on. All right. Uh, huh. Vegetables are for corporate farmers, silly citizens. Um, there's, uh, apparently, uh, people that have been growing, they basically had a sewer line replaced by the city in the front of their house, and instead of planting grass, they planted crops. They planted vegetables and herbs and so forth. Um, Hmm. and the city that they live in has decided... No, I don't think we're going to allow you to have that. There's, you know, laws in the city that say that it has to be um, suitable. Suitable. And uh, here's what the, uh, the the main guy in charge of that area of city code says. If you look at the definition of what suitable is in Webster's Dictionary, it will say common. So if you look around and you look... In any other community, what's common to a front yard is a nice grass yard with beautiful trees and bushes and flowers. That's from uh, Rolkowski. What do they think of fruit is? uh, Planning and Technology Director Kevin Rolkowski. Well, see, that's the thing. And my my notion on this is uh, get with your neighborhood. If they drive through your neighborhood and everybody's got vegetables and herbs and shit growing (laughs) in their front yard, guess what? It's suitable. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Either way, she could face the the lady that had done this can face up to ninety three days in jail. But she is she has applied for her constitutional jury trial right. Mm. So yay for her. She's going to trial. Hopefully, she gets acquitted because I really that ordinance to me is BS. On on, on a similar note, this may be taking it too far though. Everybody needs to uh, remember that. There is something called jury nullification, which means that if the jury does not believe in a law or believe in the necessity of a law, the jury can overturn a verdict, even if the law says otherwise. Jury nullification, read up on it. Yeah, that's why that guy got off for uh, not paying his taxes for like 10 years. Yep. Um, Okay, so uh, looks like I've got a bunch now since we didn't space them out right, but that's fine. Um, Well... Let me pull in in the middle of one of yours. I want to tell about my experience at Philadelphia Airport. Okay, cool. Um, Woman arrested for videotaping police. Uh, Her case was eventually dismissed. Um, She was basically videotaping the police bringing somebody in who uh, I think they actually had good reason for bringing him. No, I don't remember. Um, But the the woman was on her. That sounds. They released him. They released him. They didn't That's bring right. him in. They, they released him, him. Search him, but they released him. And they and they brought her into jail and kept her in jail over the weekend. And uh, she was on her own law, uh, lawn, um, videotaping in public. They had no right to bring her in, and they just dismissed the case. Apparently, she's not going to press charges though, because she doesn't or press charges. She can't. The DA won't back her up but um, she's not going to sue them because she doesn't have the money to follow it up um, the uh, I would really love to see wow. the uh, nice. EFF e, EFF get into this though but uh, yeah it looks like she's not going to bother you even. 
Yeah, yeah, ACLU. ACLU. By the both work together on something. Um, Hell yeah, contribute equally. And uh, Michelle Bachman supporters alter Wikipedia to make John Quincy Adams a founding father. Keep in mind, he was like twelve when the Constitution was signed. (laughs) (laughs) This is just this is just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, And uh, I mean, you know, I'm not knocking Bachman for this. For for the stupidity of her supporters, and I have to admit, I made this same mistake once, um, because you know his father John Adams, yes, was um, a founding father, and in fact served in the Senate for I want to say thirty something, thirty two years, something like that, and as a write in candidate, no less. Um, but uh, but John Quincy Adams being named after his father. <laughs> It's difficult. We're going to have, you know, our grandchildren are going to have the same problem with George Bush and George W. Bush. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, no, that, it's, it's that, that's honest I didn't realize that at the time. So the, the, the honest mistake is not realizing that John Quincy Adams is not the same as John Adams. Yes, and but for her for her supporters to go in and, uh, oh, what do they call it? Tr- not trashing, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, Change the Wikipedia entry. That's defacing. No, I forget what they call it. They have a term for it on Wikipedia for it. But uh, but yeah, they they went and they changed it to to match uh, what Bachman had said. It's just it's so annoying when people do that. That's like that's like that thing was that's like calling the race card in the middle of a debate. It's just so annoyingly stupid that it makes you want to stop talking, but you have to. <laughs> yeah, the worst part with that though is Wikipedia. That's why conservatives don't like Wikipedia because it's freely alterable. Yet they do it. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So uh, next one. Principal criticized for delivering graduation speech in Spanish. Keep in mind. He didn't do it just in Spanish. He did it in both English and Spanish. At first, I was like, well, yeah, that's not fair for the English-speaking students. But once I read the article, oh, he did it in both. Shut up. Let him do it. That's perfectly fine. We don't have a national language in this country. Agreed. And the majority of that class was Spanish. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. At some point, yeah, it, um, it there's been, been a majority of. Well, why do you say that? I can't. I now that I say it and think about the reason I say it, I'm not 100 percent sure I know a factual reason, but I seem to remember at some point somebody telling me that if that not that there was a vote or maybe there was a vote and that it was between the primary languages of German and English. Well, also keep in mind that. Uh, uh, when the colonies first separated and became a nation, they were surrounded by French and Spanish-speaking uh, countries on all sides, uh, except for maybe directly to the north. So I think they had perfectly good reason for not making English. Uh, they had perfectly good reason to make English a national language, but they didn't because they knew that we wanted to be a an open society. And to well, be an open they, society, you have to allow for changes like that. It, in my mind as well, um, bilingual people in general, people that are bilingual by nature, they have either English second language or not, have a better understanding. I mean, it's, it's been proven that they do better on standardized tests. They do better at English than native English speakers. There's yeah, they have to pay attention to it. To being multilingual. Yes, no, absolutely. I disagree. But I'm um, going to take this time to step in and talk about my experience in Philadelphia Airport. Okay. Oh, yeah, um, the TSA thing. 
Yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Like I, I talk all this crap at work all the time about um, how I would opt out. You know, I was going to wear um, speedos and pull off pants so I could pull them off when they're about to frisk me, so that I'd have you know a way to be like, yeah, bitches, you know, stick it to the man. But uh, at this point, uh, I was told they did not have full body scanners, so I didn't worry about it. I didn't think about it. Probably wouldn't have done mm-hmm. it anyway. But. Um, and we get up there, and they were actually pushing everybody through the full body scanner. Everybody was going through the full body. They pulled people aside to send them through the metal detector. Didn't really make sense. This was a um, millimeter wave scanner, not the X-ray backscatter. So it was not. I mean, there's very. I mean, it's cell phone radiation, effectively. Very low likelihood of it actually causing any type of harm on mm. my cell phone, which I have one. So. Either I understand way, the rationale for that. It's not nearly as bad that, as the backscatter. It's not nearly but if it goes wrong, I've read yes, stories of machines wrong. going wrong. I'm, no, I mean, I, if it goes wrong, this. you have, you die a week later. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is not that I felt like I was in jeopardy. I walked up there and I said, I'm, I'm opting out. Um, and they shoved me around the metal detector pulled me in the metal detector and full body scanner, sat me in a cubby where I had a very interesting conversation with the TSA agent. I mean, it was very, very relaxed. I mean, I, I praised the TSA at this point because I at no point felt like I was being criticized. It was a very pleasant experience. In fact, uh, the TSA yeah. agent I was talking to had a hip replaced, a titanium hip, and he had a leg brace. And he said the the full body scanners are a blessing for him because whenever he flies, he just walks through the full body scanner. He's good to go. They don't question him at all. They see he's got a brace on his leg and he moves on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have the technology there, but the way they force people to go through it, I, I disagree with. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, like, like okay, uh, original thought. I mean, it was a, it was a pleasant experience. I uh, I got patted down by a different TSA agent, and uh, it was not that invasive of a pat down. He did touch my junk with the back of his hand, but it was a pat down on the front of my pants. He didn't grope on my left and right testicles, and then you know follow with the rest. He it was it was it was not unpleasant. It was not. Oh, of course, I, I was in the military, so that kind of puts a little bit of a twist to it as well. I may be used to more invasion than normal people might be, so I may be biased. But it was okay. I, I had no complaints. They were very civil. The interaction was pleasant. You know, they realized they recognized my right to opt out, so I had no complaints. But the one thing I do have to say is everybody was put through the rapid scan. Few people were taken out for the metal detector. People that were opted out went through neither. Come on, people. Can you not just put them through a metal detector yeah. and then the scan? Maybe divert them around the scan actively? scan does not detect metal. It detects surface contours. You can hide a razor blade in a pair of tight, tidy whities around the belt line, and it is indetectable. They've done studies to show that the scan cannot detect that. TSA fails again and again to implement actual mitigating procedures. They buy all this equipment and say, oh, this will mitigate it, but they don't implement it in a savvy way. They sit there and say, oh, you're going through the metal detector, you're going through the scan, even though they're completely different detection devices. It's absurd. Yeah, it should TSA be both... Agents, 
Exactly. 100% exactly. It should be both. It should be metal detector, and if you get chosen to go through the rapid scan, you go through the rapid scan. And even after the rapid scan, they should actually select random people to get patted down along their waistline or along trim lines where closed meat scan and compress. Because mm-hmm. that is where the rapid scan has been shown to be a failure. But they don't. It just goes to show, in my mind, that even though they're putting the front on all this BS, that they're doing the best, you know, they're doing the best they can, they don't. Because they don't actually mitigate anything, period. Because they divert around... Yeah, security theater. It's either this or this or this. Yes, security theater, 100%. Okay, on to you. Um... Possible early Alzheimer's detection method found. Now, this sounds really interesting if it's true. Um, the uh, It has to do with a certain protein level in your spinal column um, that uh, you can you can be sure that if it's like 800 part, million parts per, per milliliter, um, then you're not going – you're almost 99% likely not to get Alzheimer's. If it's 1,200, you're 99% likely to get Alzheimer's, or 70% likely, something like that. Very high number. What age did this occur? Now, you take the sample in the 30s and 40s, I think. Okay. And then, you know, the uh, the onset of symptoms won't be until 60s, 70s. Um, Unless you have uh, early onset, which... Well, and even then, you're still going to know... Yeah. Um... Now, and the reason I say if it's true, um, and sorry for going off the deep end, but No Agenda has noticed this extreme increase in uh, pushing for Alzheimer's tests um, Hmm. outside of trying to find a solution to the problem. Uh, Meaning like uh, pharmaceutical companies that have drugs that they claim already work on Alzheimer's, they are the ones developing the the tests after putting propaganda online saying how... um, how their medicine can do this thing. Their medicine is great. It's all this great stuff, and more. And they're basically they're starting to say that um, it's kind of like how they did with swine flu. Um, they're starting to say that oh, you could be on your way to Alzheimer's and not know it. That kind of thing. Um, so, but I, I think it sounds great if they can do it. I sign me up. You know, pull, stick that extremely painful needle into my back and tell me whether or not I'm going to have Alzheimer's. <laughs> Um, based on Mama, don't, just, just to guess, based on Mama, we're not going to... Yeah, I think we're going to be fine. Say. I think we're going to be fine, but uh, um, my wife, um, uh, I don't think there's any fear of it happening to her, but it is through her father's side that uh, she has a uh, grandmother that, that is suffering from it. Um, and they do have medicines. Um, they, they do have medicines now that can halt the progression of Alzheimer's, but they need to know that it exists first. And at the moment, you can't find out until it's already done some damage. Um, So this test, if it works, then we could see Alzheimer's not disappear, but become a just another medicine you take, um, like diabetes. Um, And it's actually... Like paid for it is very similar. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, yeah, by Medicare, that, that would make perfect, perfect sense because that's right about when it starts uh, uh, manifesting. But, um, yeah. Or actually, it would be a requirement if you're going to get Medicare later in life that you take the test earlier in life. Um, that way you can get on the medicine early and keep from ever having ah, to yes. need Medicare for it. But, yeah, um, the and, and it would be very much like diabetes because it's basically uh, a protein, well, uh, over efficient. What's the opposite of a deficiency? <laughs> um, it's it's well either way. It's 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 a lack of an enzyme, uh, effectively, um, that uh, the medicine is replacing. Um, and very last one on my list is. This is a little old news, but uh, Facebook is in a new privacy row over facial recognition feature. Yes, um, I actually ran. I was going through my privacy settings the other day to make sure that, to find a way to. I want to share my profile pictures, but not all my pictures. And there's no option to do that. But um, I noticed the facial recognition feature is defaulting to on, and uh, basically, any one of your friends can will be offered automatic tagging for your pic- for pictures that you are in that they have taken. Does that follow? Yes. It, it scans the picture, recognizes your face, says, well, hey, this person appears to be in your picture. Why don't you tag him on there? Um, I obviously disabled it. But the thing is, just because you disable it doesn't mean that Facebook isn't already doing this anyway and tagging them internally as your as a picture of you. So uh, you're SOL. If because there's there's a there's a company now that is working with Facebook to aggregate all your data for people that are willing to pay for it, um, and we're talking about people like that are hiring, so headhunters. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Like and, seven years and, and yeah, data so who's to say? With pay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And who's to say that this auto tagging isn't included in it? There's nothing in the in the wording that says that they that they won't be doing that. So. SOL, if your friend, if you're not even on Facebook and you're, well, no, I guess that won't work. If you're not on Facebook, then they don't have your name. But if you've ever been on Facebook ever at all, they have your name. The only thing you can possibly do is change all your data to fake stuff and hope that they, that their backups get deleted before they notice that you've done this. (laughs) Um... But if it's seven years, that's not going to happen. Because um, they don't even delete Facebook profiles that uh, have incorrect data. They just lock them out and don't allow you to change anything until you show them a photo ID that proves that you are who the account says, who the profile says. Anyway, <sighs> moving on. And this is the part of the podcast where we make a prediction. Uh, it used to be the part where we did what we do in the meltdown, but we got so many that we had to make a separate section. Um, so, uh, so predictions. Yeah, I used to plan for these so well. Um, let's go with yours while I think of mine. Uh, okay. Uh, aliens are going to show themselves after we vote to... Uh, Pass an increase in the debt ceiling. They're going to realize that, yeah, we can save ourselves. We can compromise. (laughs) No kidding. We're not going to pass the debt ceiling. Hyperinflation is going to take place once the 
the um, uh, interest rates skyrocket, and we don't have the money to pay it off, and we're going to become a second world country. Germany and China are going to be the mainstream industrial competitors. Follow us. And um, aliens are going to basically say, okay, yeah, they've screwed themselves. Peace. Um, so you actually agree with keeping the debt ceiling where it is? No, no, I don't. I think we should raise it immediately. Oh, you don't agree with it? Okay. Defaulting is a very, very bad idea. The fact that the Republicans currently are not willing to raise anything whatsoever in revenue, whatsoever, whatever, blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit. Yeah, no, no. The Republicans don't care about this country. The Republicans care no, about No, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, uh... Uh-oh. Wheel cream. You back? Sorry about that. Yes. Um, was that an accidental press? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, I offended him. Um, <laughs> the, uh... Um... But yeah, um, I, okay. Where does the default come into place? I, I don't. I thought the discussion was whether or not to raise the debt ceiling. Yes, if we don't raise the debt ceiling, we don't have enough money in our inventory. Basically, we're paying interest by borrowing more money. Currently. Borrowing. Uh, see, if we don't increase okay, the so debt ceiling, we default. When we default, interest rates skyrocket, which means that the amount no, of no, 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 no. is continually more and more and more. You're not you're not offering all the options there. If we don't increase the debt ceiling or decrease spending or increase revenue, then we default. Um, if we no, 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 were no. to do No, that's that's the thing, Chris. At the rate we're going, if we just it would be a temporary measure to decrease spending or increase revenue. The rate of no, going, it would only last so long unless we shaved off Enough to get it to go through all that, the way. That doesn't make that doesn't make logical sense. Uh, there has to be a level where you start paying it off, or else we already have defaulted. It'll just be some amount in the future. It may be some amount. You understand in the what future, I'm saying? But as the economy is now, we no, 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 afford... no. What I'm saying is there has to be an inflection point. If you yes. if there isn't, then it's inevitable that we will default. Chris, no, no, no. What you're not getting out of what I'm saying is if the economy in the way it is now, there is no way. We are past the inflection point of the economy the way it is now. So we decrease spending, we raise revenue, and we raise the debt limit. That gives us three points that gives us more income to potentially pay off debts in the future, which is compromise. Raise the limit, cut spending, raise revenue. That should be the... Everybody's on board plan. That no, no. See, that doesn't make arithmetic sense. If you increase revenue and/or decrease spending without changing the debt limit, then you eventually start paying off your debt. It's it's what what Clinton's Congress did. But no, that's not true. You're never past this inflection point. It's you can always handle it on one. There's three different. Axes to this graph. Um, if you take two of them down, or if you take two of them in the right direction, the other one eventually gets solved. Um, so yes, one of the options is to increase the debt limit. The other option is to pay off the frickin' debt. 
You can, Chris, yes. No, 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 Chris. You're 100% <laughs> correct. You can obviously, you can obviously take, you can obviously cut spinning to the point that you have zero spinning. Do you not hearing me? Are you not hearing me? Are you not hearing me? <laughs> that was some lag. You obviously were not hearing me. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you were raising your voice. Because <laughs> I wasn't talking at that point. <laughs> I was getting a little bit irritated. Just a little bit. <laughs> Go on. Okay. You were saying. Didn't make sense why you wouldn't listen. You kept talking and kept talking and kept talking. <laughs> All right. Um, yes, you can cut the spending currently down to zero if you wanted to. You cut revenue enough to cover all the debt we have per month by raising taxes to a phenomenal level. There's different variables there, but you've got to look at what you can and cannot do. As far as hmm. what we've said we can do as a nation, as far as Social Security and Medicare, we're kind of locked in, in my mind, because we've promised it to the people. We've made everybody pay taxes. You and I have paid taxes. I'm fine with not getting that later on, because I hope to have everything planned out. We, at least as a generation, have the capability to refocus ourselves if we lose the capability. But there are plenty of people in the baby boom generation that don't have that feasible solution in mind or even capable of doing that. So the way I see it is on the spending side, we're limited on how much we can drop. We can drop so much without damaging our uh, the advancement of our infrastructure and you know taking our basically kids for granted to where they can't learn shit unless you're a wealthy to begin with and so forth and so on, and I could go on forever. Um, as far as revenue, we, taxes, there's no limit to that. We've already shown that GDP growth does not relate to job growth. Therefore, the tax argument is null and void in my mind. It obviously doesn't create jobs cutting taxes. Republican platform is BS and asinine. Thirdly, well, hey, hey, we don't have anybody to defend not that, that hard. At and anybody that was here to defend it would only be able to talk with the Talking Points memo. We have factual evidence over time, years, that have shown that there is a direct correlation between tax increases and GDP increases and an inverse correlation between tax increases and job growth, which means that GDP and job growth are inverse or planar, and therefore arguments they make are not backed up by the data that we have seen previously Anybody listening can feel free to provide me with sources. I will scour them, and I will give my take or rescind comments later on. Either way, raising the debt ceiling temporarily, if anything else, is the only surefire way, not long-term either. None of this is long-term, Chris. And that's what I guess it didn't seem to that you followed is it's not long-term. None of it is. Is the debt ceiling... Um. In a window, raise revenues. In a window, reduce spending. In a window, 
Hopefully, the economy returns and revenues go to their pre-2006 levels and we have enough money to actually pay off the debts we owe as a country. But either way, you can't just say you've got to go one or the other. As you know, to position yourself best in a cube, you have to use all three axes. You can't go to one corner or the other. If you're in a scenario where they're changing variables in all three axes, you're probably not going to hold yourself into a corner. I mean, if you think about any type of space game or whatever you want, that's just not the way things work. Usually it doesn't work out that way. It's going to have to be a combination of the three. Anybody that says that they're restricting themselves to two of the three or one of the three is asinine in my mind. Well, as much as I would like to keep going with this one, uh, it, this has been pretty long. So uh, my prediction is we will have a Republican within the month. Well, okay, Probably. not necessarily within this month, but within the following month after this recording. 30 days. Yes, the next 30 days.